Tuesday with Peter Vlahos for Kia, the eight-seat Kia Carnival, a grand utility vehicle. Don't change me Could the Socceroos do something special and change the perception of them in the wider community here in Australia when they take on Denmark? Uh, give us your thoughts at the temperate bedshed text machine 0487 736 736. How do you think the Socceroos will go tonight? I must admit, I'm a bit unsure, but I was unsure against Tunisia and I was unsure how they'd go against France. But a man that is pretty close to it, thanks to Keep Up, download the app, by the way, or go to keepup.com.au. I've seen a lot of social media posts by this gentleman. Of course, he's a, he's a very respected football writer and, of course, he interviews uh, some of the, the big names in Australian football. We've known each other for a long time and now he's up there in Doha in Qatar. Uh, no doubt as nervous as anybody ahead of this uh, very, very important match for Australia against Denmark. Dave Davudovic, nice to chat to you. Hey, good to chat, Pete. Um, we do tend to chat every World Cup, and I do recall we had a, a chat in South Africa 2010. Uh, I, I think I'd had a few on that occasion. Uh, <laughs> a little bit better behaved on, uh, at this World Cup, uh, but uh, yeah. Nonetheless, it is a big tournament and we're uh, absolutely loving it, especially with the soccer is going so well. It's exciting, isn't it? As I said in the introduction, I wasn't sure how they'd go against France. I wasn't sure how they'd go against Tunisia. And I'm not sure how they're going to go tonight in about, uh, what, four and a half hours' time. What's the general feeling, Dave? And you're pretty much closer to it than I am. Yeah, it's not bad timing, is it, for, for Perth? I know uh, Eastern States is that bloody awkward uh, period of, uh, of the 2am uh, 2am kickoff, or it's 11pm there isn't it? Uh, the, the, That's the right, 11pm yep, yep. Yeah so perfect. Um, look it's, it's an interesting one, I think a lot will depend on, on how Denmark comes out because you know, they are they are a very good team, they made the semi-finals of the, you know, the European Championships last year, they've got superstar players headlined by Christian Eriksen who uh, you know, had that tragic uh, event last year at the Euros where, you know, he virtually he collapsed and, and was dead, um, was luckily revived and, you know, has since come back. And, you know, he's playing some fantastic stuff for Man United. So there was some real confidence about this Danish team coming into the tournament and highly motivated off the back of what happened with Ericsson. That was a real galvanising um, moment for them. But... You know, as it stands, the Socceroos are in the box seat. They're ahead of Denmark. They're in second place. Top two go through. And uh, look, if they win, they secure their, their berth to the round of 16 for the first time since 2006. If they draw, they will most likely get through. Tunisia would have to cause an upset in the other game, the simultaneous kickoff against France, uh, for them to potentially go past the Socceroos. Obviously, if it's a loss, then it's, it's curtains. So, destiny in their own hands in saying that they are coming up against a very, very, very good, strong Danish side. Interesting when you look at the Danes, of course, they really challenged France. They fell behind by two goals to one. And then they drew with Tunisia. As we know, Australia beat Tunisia. But saying that, as you said, they're a very respected outfit. And many actually pre-tournament thought they'd go pretty deep into the tournament. So the Socceroos' moment of truth has arrived. I know Arnie conducted his press conference earlier today, our time. What's the general feeling? He seems pretty relaxed. He seems pretty comfortable. And I tell you what, he's displaying a lot of emotion and passion 
Yeah, he's remarkably relaxed. He's really matured over the last, you know, 10 or 15 years since he he started coaching his first head coaching job. He had the interim stint as the Socceroos boss in, in 2007 when he led the team to the Asian Cup. Um, but particularly over the last few years, he's had a lot of, you know, mentors around him and, and that's been pretty evident over here. He's cut a remarkably relaxed figure from the get-go. His reaction post... Uh, you know, France defeat, where they did capitulate. They started off really well and lost 4-1. It probably could have been heavier in all honesty. But um, his reaction after that, and particularly after the Tunisia game when they won, and there were euphoric scenes among the fans and, and, and families in the grandstands, even amongst the journos, to be honest with yeah. um, But he got the team in a group, in a huddle, on that pitch, and he's told all of the players, enjoy this moment, go celebrate with the fans and your families however from tomorrow uh from tomorrow um you are focusing on denmark and uh you've seen that there is a real steely focus from arnold and from the players and they know they've got a job to do today what about the lineup uh, dave of course we won't know until closer to kickoff time but what's your general feeling uh, on maybe the setup for the socceroos tonight to try and at least get the result against the danes Yes, uh, look, I don't think there'll be too many changes. Maybe one, maximum two. Um, right back is, is probably the, the question mark. That's where they've made the one change thus far. Nathaniel Atkinson, the Tassie boy, played the first game. Um, Fran Karacic, uh, Croatian-born and bred player, um, was in there for the second game. So Milos Stegenek's the one who's, uh, who's come on uh, the first two games and has shown some real leadership quality. So all three of them are available, we're led to believe. But, yeah, I'd say he'll go for Degenek or, or Karacic uh, in, uh, in that position. And the other one that's kind of up for grabs is attacking midfield. Riley McGree has started the first two games. The middles were attacking midfielder, showing great energy industry. Um, Aiden Hrustic, who's probably our yeah. star player at the moment, aside from Aaron Moy, playing at the highest level. Uh, Hellas Verona over in Italy, the top tier. Um, he's a really good player. Um, came in uh, late in terms of uh, his fitness levels, so he was probably uh, no good for the first game. Came on for the last 30, 35 um, against Tunisia. Played a really important role. So, yeah, either of those will start. Whoever starts on the bench, and, you know, I suspect it could be Rustic, then he comes on and plays a really important role again in that second half, whether it's the soccer who's chasing a goal or just, you know, killing off the game you know, hanging on to that lead or, you know, draw if, uh, if that's enough in the end. It was interesting at the press conference, actually. Arnie went uh, two ways, uh, a chance to try and promote the fact that uh, football here in this country needs more development in the sport, particularly in junior development and junior national teams. He says we need to keep investing in the game. And as we know, a lot of experts here in Australia feel that uh, the authorities really don't pump enough uh, resources into football, considering the amount of uh, people that play at various levels. And the other one was a bit of a flashback. I believe an Iranian reporter brought up, and I was, it mm -hmm. took me back. Actually, I broadcast that game at the MCG where Australia were 2 0 up and on the verge of breaking the drought since 1974 yeah. and qualifying for the 1998 World Cup. We drew yeah. two all and, of course, uh, didn't get through on the away goals rule. I remember seeing Johnny Warren on that night and he was uncontrollably out of control emotionally, the fact that we let that slip. So that was brought up at the press conference as well for, by an Iranian <laughs> reporter. Yeah, I mean, it was a. I think it caught Arnie by surprise, caught everyone by surprise. Look, 
it's important context though because we've kind of forgotten how difficult it's been for the Socceroos to qualify um, you know for World Cups pre-2006 there was that 32 year hiatus I mean I was at that game I was a little kid um, mm. you know at the MCG back in 1997 and you know it was those moments that really I guess shaped um, you know the importance of, of 2006 and you know, we remember those uh, those unbelievable scenes, um, you know, when we beat Uruguay um, at Homebush. And, um, you know, then obviously over in Germany, you know, Kaiserslautern beating Japan, the comeback win, and then in Stuttgart, uh, you know, the two-all draw, um, and, uh, you know, against Croatia and eventually qualifying. So this is... A replica of that moment. John Aloisi, uh, in his column for Keep Up, actually labelled this the Croatia game. So it's uh, it's a chance for these guys to write their own history. Um, this team has been really heavily criticised over the journey, and a lot of people didn't expect them to qualify. Graham Arnold was under pressure back in March uh, this year to keep his job. So the fact that they not just qualified for the World Cup, but in this position to potentially get out of the group and seeing some of those scenes uh, back in Australia, it's really galvanised the players. And, and this is a chance for them to write their own history. On paper, you know, most people would agree it's an inferior squad to 2006, which had our golden generation, Viduka, Kewell, Cahill, Lucas Neal, uh, Gorella, Bresciano, Aloisi, all playing in the top leagues around the world. You know, here, here we are with a team of, you know, largely A-league-based players, uh, eight domestic players, and, you know, a lot of guys sort of splattered around, you know, various European and Asian leagues. But uh, here they are on the verge of uh, advancing from the knockout phase for only the second time ever and the first time since 2006, and they've already created history in securing just the Socceroos' third win uh, ever in a World Cup. I know you've been there and I know you've got other things to do. So just one final question, Dave, and we appreciate your time. I know that Qatar spent something reportedly about $360 billion on the world's biggest uh, sporting event. And I actually broadcast the game last night between the Netherlands and Qatar. And Netherlands really uh, just did what they needed to do, one by two goals to nil. It was just a different class. So Qatar scored just the one goal. They were secured just the one point. Officially the worst result for a host nation. Just the second host nation to fail to make it out of the group stage following South Africa, you mentioned earlier, in 2010. Give us your thoughts on them as a host nation. You've been there. Uh, you've lived it now since the World Cup got underway. What's been the general reaction? And what's your feeling basically being in Qatar, the World Cup epicentre? I think Dave may have gone, actually, uh, which is unfortunate. I thought it was a pretty good question, but that looks like he may have just left us, uh, Dave Davudovic. Uh, so we thank him very much uh, for his time. Just repeating, uh, if you want to catch up with all Dave's stuff, that is all the social media posts, uh, he does interviews and also uh, writes uh, various uh, features with others, uh, keep up, download the app or go to keepup.com. Au. So the Socceroos tonight against Denmark, 11 o'clock Perth time. So you just dropped off. Never mind. Uh, by the way, if Australia get through, they will play the winning side in the group that houses Argentina, Poland, uh, the other two nations uh, in that group. But anyway, that group, Argentina, Poland, Mexico, 
and Saudi Arabia. Those are the four. And we won't know until uh, later, probably tomorrow morning, if Australia get through, who they're likely to play in the knockout stage. But it'll be one of those four nations, the team that finishes uh, top of that group. We'll take a break. On the other side of the break, we're going to come back with Wednesday's wine and also speak to one of the star players that is playing for the Perth Heat. This weekend, it is a major League Baseball show. Uh, They take on Auckland and there's five Major League Baseball players that'll be taking part in that series at Empire Park there, uh, the home of the Perth Heat. We'll take a break, come back with more. This is Sports Day with Peter Vlahos on this Wednesday.